Blog Talk Radio. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, Miami, uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat, uh, <laughs> can y'all feel that, can y'all feel that, Jig it out, uh, here I am in the place where I come let go In Miami, the base and the sunset low Every day like a Mardi Gras Everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill Nothing less than ill, when we dress to kill Every time the ladies pass, they be like Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces Every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican Black, white, Cuban, or Asian I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with, but I can't feel a drip on the strip. It's a trip. Ladies have dress full of your quip, and they be screaming out. So I'm thinking I'ma scoop me something hot in this South Summer Rain Game Melting Pot. Hottest club in the city, and it's right on the beach. Temperature, get the yard, uh, it's about to reach 500 degrees in the Caribbean seas with the hot mommy screaming. Every time I come to town, they be spotting me in the drop Bentley, ain't no stopping me. So cashing your dough and flow to this fashion show, pound for pound anywhere. You go, yo, ain't no city in the world like this. And if you ask how I know I got to flee the fell. Is a city that we know don't speak And we all know that LA and Philly stay jiggy But on the snakes, Miami bringing heat for real Y'all don't understand I've never seen so many Dominican women with sediment tan Mira, this is the plan Take a walk on the beach, draw a heart in the sand Give me your hand, damn you look sexy Let's go to my yacht in the West Keys Ride my jet skis, lounge under the palm trees Cause you gotta have cheese for the summer house Peace on South Beach Water so clear you can see to the bottom $100,000 cars, everybody got them Ain't no surprise in the club this is Stallone, Miami, my second home. once a year, and it only happens at Homestead Miami Speedway. The world will be watching as dreams are made, hopes are crossed, and championships earned. It's Ford Championship Weekend, November 16th to the 18th. Three days of fun for the whole family with live music, tailgating, go-kart racing, and so much more. Plus, it's the only place to witness the crowning of three NASCAR champions. Call 866-409-RACE or go to homesteadmiamispeedway.com for tickets. This is Spencer Boyd, driver of the number 76 Grunt Style Chevy Camaro, and listen to the pit stop with Tim Despain. 
Good evening from Dagger Nation. I'm Tim Spain, alongside Speedweed-Disc.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. The way the crow flies, I'm about eight miles south of this 2.66-mile monster we call Talladega Super Speedway. And joining us tonight here at 20 minutes after the hour, uh, we've got uh, driver of the driver for Thor Sport Racing, the SR World Truck Series, Mr. Grant Infamer. At this time, we got Stephen. Let's bring Stephen on and see what all's going on up there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Stephen, how you doing tonight, brother? Hey, cold. Cold? They got cold up there. It's already, we we don't went from cold back to warm. I think we we got some bad weather. Some bad weather's supposed to come in south of us. I think Thursday morning or during during the day, but it actually got up to seventy six, seventy seven degrees here today. Well, I wish we had that. We we're only like twenty nine, thirty degrees here this morning, so that's what I woke up to. Brother, I feel for you. I think I'm gonna stay. Well, you know, I'm gonna stay down here in the south because our winters are a little bit milder, but our summers get really, really hot. You know, you was down here for the 1,000 bucks up come at Talladega a few weeks ago, and it was uh, it was a little bit warm here then, wasn't it, brother? I actually wasn't too bad. I was glad to get away from you know the the, the cold weather up this way and uh, changing of the, the seasons, and uh, I like being down there a little bit more because. Uh, um, you know, it's a little bit warmer all year long, so uh, eventually I'd like to move all the way down that way somewhere so I don't have to worry about the uh, the uh, cold weather that we have up this way. Come on down, brother. Just whenever you and A.M. and the boys get ready, like I said, come on down. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, the number to call is 215-383-3681. I'm Tim Bespain alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com. Mr. Stephen Wilson, he's up in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Right outside of Richmond Raceway, and coming up here shortly at 20 after the hour, like I said, we got driver for Thor Sport Racing, and he's actually in the final six there for the uh, NASCAR Camp World Truck Series Championship 2018. Mr. Grant Infinger is going to join us. But, Stephen, before we get off to that, uh, NASCAR and Goodyear done a tire test. I'm trying to find where all I'm at. They're trying to find my email and everything. They done a tire test today at Atlanta Motor Speedway, uh, testing the new the new package there with the uh with the taper spacer and the uh the bigger spoiler. Like they're gonna run at the one point three mile tracks and and up. And uh look at the email we had uh we had uh I know Jimmy Johnson was there and one of them that was to be announced what well I'm look Ryan Blaney was there and Chip Ganassi, to my surprise, like I was listening to Sirius XM NASCAR radio uh, earlier while I was at work, and uh, that to be announced, like Bagley said, it looks like it's gonna, it was going to be Ross Chastain. So they throw that out there. Could that be a uh, here's your sign type deal for next year for Ross Chastain and Chip Ganassi racing? Well, I mean, Chip Ganassi, after what happened at, uh, at uh, Darlington on Labor Day weekend, and him and um, uh, Kevin Harvick tangled out there, and Harvick a few days later on his radio station, uh, or his radio show, said that, or um, 
I think it was Ice. Sorry, I think it was actually that day that he made the comments that you know, uh, you know, Chastain continues to run that way. You'll never have opportunities in the future. And uh, Chip Ganassi came out um, within hours or or so of that comment from Harvick and uh, said that you know he's going to have plenty of chances into the future with uh, what, what seemed to be Chip Ganassi racing. Uh, and they put him in the they put him in that car several more times in a second attempt out. Uh, he went and, and and won a race in, in, in that 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing, and then backed that up again with uh, you know a very very good run um, for him. So um, for him to lead Darlington like he did and dominate Darlington like he did, go out in his second attempt and win uh, an Xfinity Series event and solidify himself um, into the playoffs for the Xfinity Series and then back that up in the third race, uh, his third and final race, with a very, very good run there. Um, I, I think that, you know, going forward, Chip Ganassi, Chip Ganassi and Chip Ganassi Racing, they're looking for somebody um, that's going to continue that trend forward. And it's nothing against John Hunter Nemechek. I mean, he just won his very first Xfinity Series event in that 42 car himself. And, uh, you know, I, I know that they like to put Kyle Larson and, you know, well, the, the former potential Jamie McMurray has been in that car a couple of times. Um, so, you know, they've, they've swapped drivers into that, but maybe they're looking for somebody that can come in every single week and continue these good runs or have good runs week in and week out, maybe compete for those wins. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a full-time deal or maybe that's, a, you know, a, a part-time deal that would put him in that car more often in 20, 2019 uh, while he continues to run for J.D. Motorsports. And, you know, if he can if he can make good runs throughout the season, maybe that's a potential way for him to get in that 42 car and stay in that 42 car through the playoffs and maybe win a championship or, you know, uh, an owner's championship for them. And Stephen, you and I, we were fortunate enough to have Ross Chastain on our show prior to all that stuff going down there with Chip Ganassi there at uh, Darlington Raceway and then following that up with, when he come back with the win. And uh, just listening to him talk that Tuesday even that we had him on, he you could tell he had something in the back of his head that he wanted to get out, but his PR wouldn't let him do it. And you mentioned John Hunter Nemechek. You know, nothing against John, John Hunter. He comes from a big racing family. His dad... Joe Nemechek, but then you take Ross Chastain, you put him in that 42 DC solar car there, and he really, he really busted ass, brother. And you know, I'm not saying it's, uh, I don't know what it is, if it's talent or what have you, but uh, I think John Hunter Nemechek made a couple of comments about sort of blowing up at Ross Chastain. But I mean, you know, Ross is just doing his job. He's a good young man from Florida. He's a watermelon farmer. We've had him on. His hauler driver is Scott Revis. Scott Revis is filled in for you as a co-host and all that. But going forward, with all that being said, Stephen, like you mentioned, Chip Ganassi made the statement that he would get more opportunities. Do you think this deal here at Atlanta Motor Speedway today with them bringing him in for that tire test is just making a little bit more statement to say, Ross, we want you in, we want you in a car. We're going to try to help you out. Let's see what you can do with this new 2019 package. Yeah, I think it gives them, you know, an opportunity to put somebody else in that car um, that may not be in that car every single week and then compare notes against somebody that is in that car every week. Um, plus the Xfinity Series, 
they ran a similar package at Indianapolis, and uh, you know they they some of those drivers probably have more time uh, committed to a similar style package than the Cup Series drivers. And while the Cup Series drivers did run a modified package of this, also, um, you know, this more resembles the fact of what they did with the Xfinity cars at Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, we, with them getting – they got several different test sessions leading into that event as well as, um, you know, a lot of practice that weekend and then race. Um, they didn't use the package again, and, you know, they used a modified package for in the Cup Series as well as, you know, this year in the the, the, the All-Star race where they had a similar package too. Um, so I think it just gives a perspective of drivers that uh, have a lot of experience with these packages or this new style package that they're trying out in 2019. And it will give them, you know, notes to compare across somebody, again, like I said, somebody that's in that car, Jamie McMurray or, or Kyle Larson every single week versus somebody that may not get in that car every week. Maybe they see something that, you know, somebody that's in the car um, weekly doesn't see. And Stephen, you mentioned, uh, with him going to the Goodyear tire test here, or not here, but just right across the state line from the uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway over there, Mr. Uncle Ed Clark's track there that is a real good friend of ours and yours and all that. But Jimmy Johnson had made a seven-time champion. Jimmy Johnson had made a statement, quote, unquote, this is unlike anything I've experienced over all my years in Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series racing. And they were talking about normally at, Atlanta Motor Speedway is one of the most abrasive tracks that we go to. The the uh, the assisted track here at Texas, which we're going to this coming weekend in Charlotte Motor Speedway, they've been repaved. And Atlanta has not been repaved since, I don't want to tell no lie, 1990-something. I might be lying, but uh, if you want to correct me on that, it might be 97, 98, I can't remember. But Jimmy Johnson had made the statement with this new package and I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong against that, I don't think they're going to have the air, I don't think they had the air ducts in the, in the front of the car today at Atlanta Motor Speedway. But he did mention over the, uh, the laps that he run, if he did lift, he lifted just for a second at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And you know how it is at that mile and a half track. It's, uh, it's getting some yonder at over 190 miles an hour. Yeah, you know, that, that track is one of the fastest that we go on, and it has one of the oldest surfaces. I do believe it was either 96 or 97 the last time that that track has been repaved. Um, so they've sealed that track multiple times. They just sealed it or are about to seal it again, um, you know, marking another year that track pavement will stay the way that it is, at least for the 2019 series race. And beyond that, uh, either the engineers at SMI, um, um, NASCAR, and, you know, Atlanta Motor Speedway, they'll all talk to the drivers. They'll talk to, you know, people within the industry and make a decision on what to do for 2020. But at, at least at this time, forth going, they're, they're, they're going to continue sealing that track. They're going to continue, um, you know, keeping that surface very old, very rough, very worn out. It tears tires up, tire, a car slip and slide around when that occurs. And, you know, that produces better racing at the end of the day. Uh, these new tracks with brand-new paved surfaces, um, you know, very smooth, very slick, um, didn't have a whole lot of grip into it, but but they, they, they don't tear the tires down as fast. Uh, one of the things that we're missing in NASCAR right now is we have these hard tires or these harder tires that, that last 
for an entire fuel run. Um, good year. I'm hoping or wishing that, you know, for me on my side, I'd like to see Goodyear come out there with a tire that is a little bit softer, one that wears down two-thirds of the way through a, through a run, and something that, you know, at the end of a fuel run or end of a green flag stage run, these cars are slipping and sliding around a little bit more, and I think that will produce better racing, just as, just as I say, that these cars need to get off the ground. We've got to stop slamming these cars straight to the ground or straight to the pavement, and for aerodynamic purposes, I think that we need to get back to a point where these cars are boxy, where they just, you know, they have to, you know, bulldoze the air out of the way and, and instead of these very slick uh, aerodynamic machines that are being built today. And, you know, these that's, those types of things can be accomplished in many different ways. I don't, I don't think that they need to necessarily change uh, the body design itself, but, you know, at the same time, getting them off the ground, put, creating more downforce or more, more push in that vehicle, um, loosening them up to some degree, um, you know, where, where, where they have to well, – uh, that loosen them up to a point where, you know, there's not as much downforce on the rear tires, but at the same time – um, put create more drag on the car so that it has to bulldoze that air out of the way. Um, so those are things that can be accomplished. I think there's some small tweaks that you know NASCAR is looking at, and hopefully in the future that when you know as they start talking about a Generation Seven car, which is on the way at some point, um, these changes will be made not only between the tires and the cars themselves, and maybe get them back off the ground maybe get a softer tire that lasts, like I said, two-thirds or so through a green flag stage run or a, or a fuel run. And then in that way, these cars start slipping and sliding around a little bit more, especially on these hot days. And to add to your comment, too, Stephen, you know, you and I had, uh, I want to throw Suzanne and Anne-Marie in there also. They also helped us. We did that uh, that live remote from here at Talladega Super Speedway from the Ken and Patterson Media Center, which you and Suzanne were in there manning, manning the uh, – the studio and stuff, and Anne Marie was walking around with uh, with me, sort of keeping me from getting run over. Like I said, I almost got run over by Matt Benedetto. But anyway, we had uh, we had walked out of the meeting center after we signed off there live from from Talladega when we'd done our live show there. And I want to thank Grant and Russell and the whole team out there for allowing us to have that radio room and actually doing it. And you and I had walked around the garage. They were uh, they were practicing the Monster Engine NASCAR Cup Series garage, and I I had mentioned Steve would look how low they got these cars. Steve, I don't see how they keep them rear tires from rubbing the fender wheel right there. I mean, because they, they had them sunk down trying to get that spoiler out of the air. It looked like a, uh, uh, what am I trying to think? It looked like a back in the day, oh, there's a Chocolate Myers moment there, back in the day, like a low rider from that rear end, Steve. And NASCAR has put these teams to the point where they're actually lowering that, which they have to go through the uh, OSS system and all that, but this new package has really, like you and I talked about here at Tyler Silver Speedway, it has really dropped the ass into that car just about on the 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 bumper is almost on the pavement, Steve. Yeah, uh, you know, I I I I get what teams are doing it because they're trying to create they're trying to create um, less drag on the vehicle, which creates more downforce, I mean, not more downforce, but more aerodynamics on the vehicle. Um, 
you know, in, in years ago, we used to create these aerodynamic packages and go to places like Talladega and Daytona. And now teams have moved that to not just Talladega and Daytona, but Atlanta and Richmond and yeah, you know, um, um, Watkins Glen and just about every track on the surface uh, circuit now. Um, these teams have have taken that same idea or same concept and are are, are applying it to these other tracks uh, in a way to create uh, uh, less less drag on these vehicles, which creates these aero issues that we see and. Uh, again, I, you know, these are all things that NASCAR is looking at. I mean, it's not like, you know, they, they don't see or hear um, the comments or, 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 you know, the suggestions that are being made. Um, but, you know, again, everything in NASCAR, you know, we, they just can't change these things overnight. It takes time uh, to make changes to vehicles or, or make changes to the process or make changes to the rules or make changes to what we do on a given weekend. So, you know, while it is a long-term process, you know, they, they are looking at these things and these are things that they're going to continue to look at going into the future. And these are all ideas that they're working with the manufacturers, they're working with the teams, they're working with the drivers, they're working with the tracks and everybody as they continue to go forward in a more collaborative uh, effort to better the racing, (coughs) excuse me, better the racing that we see every single week. Stephen, excuse me too. We've got our guest. Let's bring on driver for Thor Sport Racing and NASCAR Tampa World Truck Series, Mr. Grant Infinger, in the pit stop with Timmy Spain and Stephen Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Mr. Grant Infringer, driver Thor Sport Racing, NASCAR Camp Royal Chucks. Says, Grant, how you doing this evening, brother? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are y'all? Doing good, Grant. Again, thank you for taking time out to call in. We really do appreciate it. And I know your time is limited, but uh, have you made it back to Fairhope, Alabama lately? Uh, you've been doing some fishing. I've seen on some of your Facebook page where you've been down there fishing some. Have you Have you had time during this busy season to come back home to Alabama and do some uh-huh. fishing, brother? Not in Alabama. I wish I have. I haven't been home in probably three or four months now, um, uh, other than, than our uh, quick trip to, to, to Talladega there, though. Um, I had a couple of random random uh, days where I could go fishing up here some, but, but uh, I really need to get back home and, and see the family and, uh, and do some real fishing down there. Ten four, brother. And uh, uh, if you want to come on up toward Talladega, uh, my wife, Suzanne, her mother has a has a house on a private lake that's got some ten some ten and twelve pounders in there, but I'll just let me know when you want to go. <laughs> All right. That sounds like a good idea. Ten four. I'll hold you to it, brother. Grant, uh, before we get started on uh on uh Martinsville, uh first of all we want to congratulate you on making it into the round of six for the twenty eighteen NASCAR Camp Floor Championship. Congratulations on that, brother. Yeah, thank you. It's um Overall, it's been a solid year, um, but but we still got still got some work to do. Um, but overall, been it's been a solid year. Um, we're not we're not on the outside uh, looking in, but we don't have much of a cushion right now to to make it to, to Homestead. So we definitely need a 
hit a couple of good races here, and, and I feel like uh, we're going to be capable of, uh, of running for a championship. And if I can, Grant, like I said before, we talk about Martinsville. Can I go back to the truck race here at here at Dugga? You you won stage one, and you got caught up in an accident on lap 84. Uh, with that being said, you won here back in 2016. Do you think you had a truck capable of winning here at Dega a few weeks ago? You know, I definitely do, um, especially with the, the way that the race played out. Um, you know, we, we had a had a really fast truck um, when 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 everybody was still running and, and everybody was out there. We were able to, uh, to to lead a good bit of the laps and stuff, and, and especially with with that big wreck they had towards the, the middle part of the race, and, and we were able to to come out of there unscathed. I really thought we were we were sitting pretty to to have us a, another win at the home track there. So um, definitely unfortunate we um, kind of got out to a little bit of a of of a, of a bigger run than I, than I'd like to have uh, on that restart. And and uh, David Gillenwin uh, just just clipped us um, a little bit there and, and sent us around. And um, definitely unfortunate. Fortunately enough, uh, we didn't we did not uh, really tear up anything on that truck. So. We can just kind of fluff and buff on it and, and get it ready for Daytona this year, and that's a good thing because because we definitely had a lot of speed in it. But but man, we uh, we really wanted to, to come on with another win in front of the hometown crowd. And also, Grant, uh, with you being in the NASCAR Camper Royal Truck Series, you won the uh, the ARCA Series Championship, and you have drove ARCA cars here. Is driving an ARCA car and driving that uh, that that truck is it a big deal? Does it punch a bigger bigger hole in the air like here at Talladega and down at Daytona it's a huge difference um in, in the truck than, than it was in the Arca cars really it's a bigger difference at your Daytona and Talladega than, than it is anywhere else that we go um yeah the trucks punch such a big hole uh that you get really big runs um when you side draft somebody it, it's it's basically twice of the effect that, that it is in the cars and and uh, and there again, when when you when you get hung out and and you get put three wide in the middle, you you go to the back twice as fast it seems like. So so yeah, everything is just kind of magnified that because the trucks, um, they they just punch such a big hole. Um, so so it opens up that that draft. I, I want to say we we gain like twelve or fifteen mile an hour in the draft there um, in the trucks, which is extremely um, big big number there, but. Um, but man, it, it makes for a lot of fun. But but man, it, it gets really hairy out there too. So just uh, it's it's kind of fun. I'm definitely man. I'm I'm a, I'm a blessed man. I get to get to live my dream. That was that was kind of where where the fire started burning. Um, going to Talladega, watching the races as a kid, and and uh, now I'm getting to to go out there and compete. Amen, brother. And Grant, I'm gonna go on up to Lawrenceville. Just uh. Before I hand you over to Stephen, I got a couple more questions. Just how tough is it racing going from like we just talked about the uh, 2.66 mile monster here, my home track, your home track, Talladega Super Speedway, going to the Papercliff there at Martinsville, the smallest track. Can you talk a little bit how about how demanding Martinsville is on your body? As far as how do you how do you get prepared for that, Grant? Because I mean, just watching y'all on the TV and all, I mean. You know, you're in the throttle, out of throttle. I mean, that's got to be a hell of a workout. Man, man it, it, it's definitely a drastic difference um, going from, from Talladega and then turning right around and going to Martinsville, which is one of the smallest tracks on, on our schedule. And, 
and just a completely different mindset. Um, Talladega, you're not worried about handling at all. Uh, you just want the least amount of drag, and and, uh, and you'll you'll figure a way to hold on to it. And, and Martinsville, man, it's it's really nothing to do with aero for the uh, for the most part. It's nothing to do with aero. It's all about that mechanical old school grip, um, which is really fun. Um, it's fun to to tune those trucks in for that. It's fun to to race, but they do have some similarities. I mean, they're both kind of wild card races. Um, Talladega, obviously, you can get caught up in, in somebody else's mess and in a in a hurry. Um, you can do everything right and. And, uh, and ended up in, in a wreck. And, and Martinsville's a lot the same way. Somebody gets gets tired of you, or gets um gets gets impatient. They can they can turn you around. or or a lot of attrition uh, with, with breaks and and uh, and different stuff like that in Martinsville. So they definitely have some have some of the same tendencies, but um, definitely both unique uh, challenges. And I mean, it's a it's a lot of fun on both of them. And Grant, my final question for you, hand you over to Stephen up there at Martinsville Speedway. You finished sixth in stage one, and you finished fifth in stage two there. How important was that getting stage points heading into Texas, where you had a you had a fourth place finish this past spring there? Just how important you you run really well there at uh, Texas also. So how important was that getting them stage points there at Martinsville before you got spun out? It's huge, you know, for the for the sheer reason that we didn't get the finish we. We needed, and, and the, I feel like we deserved. But but we were, we're able to, to overcome a lot of obstacles. We, we um, qualified pretty decent, qualified six, and and um, driving. I think we we're around third or fourth uh, place uh, pretty early on in the race, lap thirty, thirty-five, and we started having brake issues then, uh, which which makes for a really long day. Um, we're able to to conserve enough of that. Um, to, to kind of make it to the end of the race, but we actually had had an alternator fail on us as well, um, so ended up having to turn our brake fans off, and and um, and then in that that same kind of stint, um, got got a I don't know if I came down on the, on the guy or if he kind of dumped me, but it was one of those Martinsville racing deals, and, and um, we got spun out and, and went to the back and and didn't really have another caution to. Um, to reset things, we we had our caution when I spun out and able to, I think we restarted 22nd and, and came back and finished 14th. So, so definitely wasn't a lack of effort, but that definitely wasn't the finish we we needed or deserved to um to, to kind of make it. We we need some good runs here or a win to to make it to Miami and, and race for a championship. And and really the stage points are are what helped us in that battle, um and kind of kind of salvaged a. a a decent day over what could have been a bad day. So um, that that really boils down to speed. We we had some speed in the truck to to get those stage points, but but that was one of those things that that plagued us last year. The, the stage points kept us out of the playoffs, and uh, and this year we've we've kind of uh, had a different mindset, and and uh, we we've we've been able to to really more or less excel in getting those stage points this year. Everybody here in Talladega is pulling for you, Grant. I want to thank you again for coming on. I'm going to throw you over to Stephen Wilson. Good luck for the rest of the year, and we will. I will be in Homestead, so I'm hoping to see you in Homestead in the Final Four. And, again, thank you very much for coming on, Grant. And uh, just whenever you want to go fishing here at this private lake, and I don't put it out on on the big air here. There's some 10 or 12, maybe it's in some 14-pound bass in there, but you just let me know, brother. You come on down, Suzanne, and I'll take you out there. All right, that sounds good, Tim.
Thanks, Grant. Steve? Grant, thanks a lot. I appreciate you taking, come on, uh, taking the time to come on tonight. Uh, what do you think has been the most challenging portion of your season so far here in 2018? And what, what of those challenging portions are you already looking at 2019 to, to try and improve upon or, or fix in the off season? You know, um, I think there's been a, a couple of big challenges. There's been lots of lots of places that we we still have to improve. But I'd say our biggest um, the biggest place we we stood to improve at the beginning of the year um, was was pit stops. Um, and man, the guys have really gone to work hard on that. And uh, and man, they have they have put some hard work in there, and and they've really helped us out on pit road. Um, they were good on pit road at Martinsville. Picked us up a couple of spots and. And uh, we we still aren't consistently um, where where we're happy, but but man, these guys have really stepped up, and I'm I'm proud of them, and um, and they're they're helping us um, some lately. So I think that's a big deal. Um, something that we we still have to work on is is really our our really bumpy um, Atlanta Charlotte um, type racetracks. Um, that's something my teammate Matt Crafton has been really good at in, in years past and, and for whatever reason they've um been not not quite as good at those tracks this year and, and we have just flat out been terrible at them uh, as far as our standards go and um that's something we definitely have to work on uh for next year um you know it's it's kind of like charlotte atlanta um almost chicago is is almost in, in that there it takes just a little different uh setup with with more compliance and we just haven't found what the um what the tires want there so that's something we gotta gotta kind of go back to the drawing boards for next year um but overall like everywhere else i feel like we've we've dramatically improved from where we were last year um even where we were at the beginning of the year i i truly feel like like our team um is starting to peak uh right right where we needed to uh here in the playoffs so um, man, I'm, we've, we've always got work to do. We're never going to be happy, but, um, but, but, but we've made a lot of progress. Years ago, Ford pulled a lot of support out of the Camper Roller Truck Series, but Thor Sport decided that they were going to move over with Ford Performance in 2018. What has been the biggest change and challenge with moving over to Ford Performance? Uh, and how much now are they starting to reinvest back into the series, watching your performance, watching Matt's performance, um, and, you know, uh, Mike Snyder and others that are, are, are coming up on a weekly basis and contending against the Toyotas that have been dominant in the series. Uh, it's been huge, you know, and, and I, I think it, it took us a little bit um, to kind of be able to implement some of the stuff that, that Ford was, was able to, to help us with, with, from an aero standpoint and an engineering standpoint, but but um, I feel like as we've gotten towards the the latter part of the season, that we have been able to do that. Um, and it's you know it, it's it's the biggest challenge is is really just moving into a different system. Um, you know the the guys at Thor Sport Racing, um, they really carried carried uh, the the Fab Shop carried the the whole organization on its shoulders. Uh, over the winter and got everything changed over really, really quickly and did a great job. So, so they changed everything over to the Ford stuff and, and we were able to, to just kind of polish on it from there. We, we weren't 
you know, rushing into anything at the beginning and then having to cut everything off. They they did it all in a hurry and they did it right. And um, so we we fired off at Daytona in good shape. And I, I think I think that's where everything starts because um, if you don't have a good foundation there, uh, everything kind of kind of can can snowball in a hurry. So so that's the biggest thing. But but really, um, just being able to to have the time. Uh, to implement um, from from some of the aero standpoints and, and like I said, some of the, the engineering standpoints um, is is it's really just been about you know being able to to have the time to implement that stuff and and uh, you know everybody communicating. But it's been huge for us. Definitely think it's uh, increased our performance at Thor Sport Racing. I think I think as you see us in the future, it's just going to help us that much more. Grant, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here tonight and uh, talk a little bit about your effort there at Thor Sport in the 2018 campaign. Uh, before we let you get out of here, let everybody know. Thank your sponsors. Let them let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media, Twitter, uh, and good luck through the rest of the season. Three more three more races to go, and uh, you guys will be done for the year. Yeah, um, I definitely have to thank Champion Power Equipment. Um, Duke and Rhonda Thorson uh, for this opportunity this year, and uh, as well as uh, Curb Records and uh, Protect the Harvest. So uh, those are the guys that, that, that keep us racing, and, uh, and it are giving me the, the opportunity of a lifetime. So can't say thank you enough to those guys. And, uh, and yeah, if anybody wants to, to follow along with us, um, uh, we always appreciate the, uh, the, the support we get, um, especially luckily from, from Alabama. Um, but, yeah, just uh, easy to, to find uh, at Green and Finger on, on Twitter and, and uh, yeah, just uh, Green and Finger there on, on Facebook. So try to try to keep that stuff updated as much as we can, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we can see you all the track soon. Thanks a lot. Have a good night and have a good rest of your year. Good luck. Thank you. Steve, that was Grant Infinger, driver of Thor Sport, uh, Thor Sport. Motorsports there in NASCAR Camp Royal Truck Series. I had asked him a question about the uh, stage points, and we don't really get to really talk to many drivers talking about stage points. But Grant said that he them stage points have really helped him get where he is at. You know, he's had two wins in the NASCAR Camp Royal Truck Series back in 2016 here at my home track before they before NASCAR implemented these uh these stage points but i'm at grant's on a row he is going to texas where he finished i think he finished fourth back and back in june like i had uh posed that question to him and he really sounds like he's really confident he really sounds like he's happy uh and you had posed the the question to him about forward performance coming back there and sinking a lot of money especially after brad keselowski races announced that they were going to get out of the nascar camp or truck series but Grant's one of them type, Stephen. He hadn't forgot where he come from, and he's a uh, avid hunter, an avid fisherman. I follow him a lot, and like I posed a question to him, if he wants to come down and go out there and go and go fishing, all he's got to do is let me know. But he did bring up another good point too about the Arca car. You know, he won uh, an Arca championship, and that truck pushes it pushes a big bubble. Of air and talking about coming from here at Talladega going to Martinsville, and I posed a question to him about how just just how hard is it on the body as far as racing there at Martinsville, and he kept talking about brakes, Stephen, brakes this, brake that, and uh, 
he had a good run going until, like he mentioned, you know, he don't know if he got he got bumps spun around or whatever, and had to start from the back and actually come back up. I think he finished thirteenth or fourteenth. But uh, that's one young man that we're going to have to watch, Stephen. Uh, I got a feeling one day he's going to be in a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series car. I don't know which one, but uh, the young man's doing pretty good. He's made his way all the way up from the short tracks there in Alabama, Mobile, places like that, and uh, our series championship, working on possible championship this year in NASCAR Camp World Truck Series. Um, you know, he's been in and out of, you know, the, the, the big leagues and of, of NASCAR for quite some time, working between ARCA and NASCAR, and now he's got this full-time effort there. Um, it's good for him. He gets an opportunity to get there, stay in the seat um, for a considerable amount of time. And he gets to learn not only with the team, but, you know, the manufacturer and and from other drivers on a weekly basis. So, you know, that builds confidence, that builds, you know, a championship-winning team. Um, you know, he, he's put a lot of effort into this, and for his effort, it's being rewarded at this time. He's got some work still left to do. Uh, got to get to Phoenix. I mean, got to get to Texas. Got to get to Phoenix. Got to get there in the top four, maybe win a race and get to Homestead. But, um you know, we you, we've already got Johnny Sauter locked in. Um, you know, they, there's only but a handful of spots, and and somebody's going to be the loser in all of this. And uh, but you know, those guys still have some work to do, both this Friday night, next Friday night, uh, from Texas and Phoenix to make the homestead the week after. And I think he's two or three points to the good, Stephen. It's making it to a homestead unless he gets a win there at Texas or uh, Phoenix. So, what do you think Grant needs to do? Do you think he needs to go after a win? I mean, you know, that's a hard question. Uh, I probably shouldn't pose that to you, but he's two or three to the good. It's, I don't know if he can point his way in or not. It's going to depend on what happens to the two that's below him. But uh, if I know Grant, he would rather win and get his way into and lock himself into the four championship weekend there at Homestead Miami Speedway rather than try to point his way in. But he – excuse me. He runs good at Texas. Uh, he runs good at Phoenix. So, with that being said, Stephen, do you actually think that he will have to win to get in, or do you think he can point himself, can point his way in? I think it's pretty competitive at this point on how people are going to get in in all three series, not the truck series at this time. Uh, Logano's got himself locked in by virtue of his win. Sauter's got a a virtue by his win this week. Um, you know, I, I, I think every point is going to matter, but, you know, we've seen the points shift around a considerable amount. I mean, we saw Kevin Harvick and, uh, and Martin Truex Jr. sitting at the top of the points um, just a handful of weeks ago, and now they're sitting at the bottom of the top four. Um, you know, this changes, excuse me, on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, I, I think across all three series, every driver has to compete for every point that they can get regardless of, you know, whether where they're at in the points, um, you know, some have more to lose than others, more ha- and more have some to gain. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, everybody's got to continue to, to run their own race the way that they have to run their race to, to either get in, stay in, or, you know, maybe just be that spoiler out there. I mean, this weekend was a classic example of somebody could spoil it for somebody else. Brad Keselowski leading uh, a considerable portion of the race. Uh, Brad Keselowski had a very strong car there for a considerable portion of the race. Uh, he, he he could have kicked somebody out of Homestead by virtue of just being that spoiler. 
um, and, and all these drivers that are running for championships in these in all three series, they have that to worry with. There's always that one driver that could potentially uh, take your spot away by virtue of just spoiling it all by by winning as a non-playoff driver. Exactly, Stephen. There's so many scenarios that you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, we can't predict the future, Stephen. We can't predict the future. But, uh, again, the number to call in is 215-383-3681. I'm Tim Despain, uh, just south of 2.66-mile bunch, we call Tile Digger Super Speedway. He is Stephen Wilson, SpeedwayDigest.com. Uh, just right outside of Richmond Raceway up under Comfort, Virginia. Stephen, let's take a little quick break and let you get a breather because I need a breather, and we will be right back after this quick song. Uh, join us. Uh, like I said, you're going to pit stop with Tennis Bain and Stephen Wilson.
We're live from Talladega. I won't say Talladega Super Speedway, Steve. We're live from Talladega Nation. I'm Tim Spain, alongside SpeedwayDigest.com, Mr. Stephen Wilson. From right outside of Richmond Raceway in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Stephen, we just had uh, Grant Infinger come up. Good interview with Grant. We got a lot of good questions and got a lot of good answers out there from uh, Grant. But I want to throw this out there before we get ready to to sign off. The big deal at Martin for Speedway this past weekend was uh, Martin Truex Jr. and Joey Logano. Uh, I've got a lot of flack. Uh, I'm trying not to post much on social media because I would have probably done the same thing if I was Joey Logano. And Martin Truex Jr. had made the statement that uh, he will not win the war. And going back, I don't want to I'm I'm – I'm going to go there. I'm going to go back to Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s time. There was a lot of fans that really loved Dale Earnhardt Sr. I was one of them. He was a hell of a damn race car driver. Won't nobody be like him. Uh, Jimmy Johnson might try, but he ain't. Dale Earnhardt Sr. would have done the same thing to Martin Truex Jr. to win that race there at Martin. Especially putting Joey Logano in the Final Four at Homestead Miami Speedway for the Ford Championship weekend there for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Like I said, we're getting, uh, I've been getting a lot of flack on social media. I've been listening to a lot of NASCAR Series XM Channel 90. Uh, if I can, Stephen, before we jump out of here, before we let everybody know everything going on this past week, this coming weekend at Texas, I want to get your take on the Joel Logano Martin Truex deal there at Martin Ford. It's just, it's called rubbing. Rubbing's racing, brother. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we were talking about this early, a little bit earlier in the season where, uh, Kyle Bush and Kyle Larson went at it and they slide, you know, there was a slide job earlier in the season. Everybody wanted, you know, to see this big slide job in, after it occurred. Everybody talked about it for a considerable amount of time. <laughs> slide job. Exactly. So now we're, we've, we've got another, we've got this, um, uh, you know, uh, with Joe Logano, Martin Truex Jr. going at it to the finish line, and I think that's just short track racing in general. Uh, you know, some people some people may not agree, but man, that's just short track racing, and short track racing is uh, is 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 what's going is it's what's in, it's what's popular right now, and along with uh, road course racing. But I think it's uh, I think it's good. We saw that. We saw a lot of raw emotions out of both Joey Logano and Martin Truex Jr. Um, in, in in that event, after the event. Um, and I just, I, I just honestly, I just think, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's what we want to see. That's what we, uh, you know, what we're looking for. We're looking for those moments in NASCAR like we saw this past weekend. People are still talking about it days later. Uh, you know that NASCAR is going to use that in their marketing material because, uh, it, it, they, it shows the raw and pure emotions of what NASCAR racing is all about. And for for everybody um, that didn't like it, well, sorry about that, but that's just good old-fashioned racing at a short track like Martinsville, Virginia. Um, I mean, we've seen that over the years at Bristol, Richmond, Wilkesboro, Paragraph Speedway. You name a short track in America that used to be on the circuit, um, or you know, or still in operation today, 
uh, as local racing, and that's what you see on a weekly basis. And you know, those are those those are those moments, those are those emotions, those are the reasons why some people get 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 the racing bug, and it never leaves them. And Stephen, to add to your comment there, uh, that she said to the people that don't like it at Martinsville Speedway, ha, don't watch it. That's why I, well, I don't pay to go to races because I have media credentials, but uh, you do also. But if you don't like it, and what I can't understand, Stephen, while I'm on, no, I'm getting on my soapbox here, brother, before I let you go. These fans nowadays, I don't, can't gather their thoughts. Uh, they want, uh, they want to see racing. They want to see wrecks. Okay, then you take a mile and a half track. We've got a few mile and a half tracks. Well, they're not bunched up. They're too spread out. Well, to go back to back in the day, there we go with Chocolate Myers quote there. Back in the day, there might be some drivers that was uh, five or six laps down and finished second. I mean, what do you want, people? I mean, you know, these opinions are mine. They're mine only. And if you don't want to watch it, don't get on social media and bash it. Because NASCAR is my sport. It's Stephen Wilson's sport. We love to watch it. We love to go promote it. We love to go do interviews and everything. And I can't, it's like you can't please everybody, Stephen. And I don't want to put you on your soapbox, but I just want to throw that out there before we jump out of here. No, sometimes you can't. Um you know, in a lot of aspects, racing is much better today than it was years ago. Does it need some tweaks? Yes. Does NASCAR know it needs tweaks? Yes. Um, but overall, we we have some really great racing out there that's occurring, um, and, and it's occurring both on a weekly basis. Um, you know, in the National Series, the trucks, the Xfinity and the Cup Series, but also on weekly racetracks, uh, Canyon East and West, Modifieds, um, late models all throughout it. There's just racing all across the board that's, you know, just continuously getting better all the time. The quality of the drivers um, themselves, the, 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 the product that's on race on the racetrack is, you know, always continuously improving and evolving um, to, to the fans. Uh, and, you know, fans ask for some of these things and NASCAR responds and, you know, it's, they're listening to everything that people say, everything that people write, everything that people put on social media. Um, so they they know and they're responding. But, again, it's like I said earlier, none of these things are going to be fixed overnight. Um, there's people that love road courses. There's people that love short tracks. There's people that, that like, uh, you know, Dayton, Talladega, restrictor plate style racing. There There's people that, you know, go to Texas and Kansas and, um, these other racetracks, these other mile-and-a-half racetracks, and they enjoy them just as, you know, another person may not enjoy them. Um, you know, there, there's a style of racing for everybody in this sport. Um, and, and, and overall, um, you know, we, we're, we're all just here to make the sport better at the end of the day. Amen, brother. That's what us media folks want to do. Stephen, before we jump out of here, uh I was working on a lot of stuff there for Grand Finger and stuff, and I normally put you on the spot every week. But do you have the uh, TV radio schedule for Texas Motor Speedway this weekend? Yeah, um, so Texas Motor Speedway, this is our first of three weeks back-to-back, three nights of racing there. 
um, from Texas beginning this week and to close this season out. Um, everything's going to get on the way Friday, November 2nd there uh, with uh, NASCAR Camper World Truck Series qualifying at 410 Eastern Time. Monster Energy Series qualifying coming up at 7 o'clock immediately following the truck um, uh, qualifying. 8.30 p.m., Jag Metal, 3, uh, 3.50 out there. Um, for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race, PRN has the call. Fox uh, uh, Sports 1 has television, 147 laps, 220.5 miles for that one. Yes, that's that's th- Jag Metal, 3.50, but that's 350K. No. <laughs> so don't let that, uh, don't let that uh, uh, fool you a little bit. Well, yeah. um, so- uh huh. Slide Saturday afternoon, uh, 1:40 p.m. NASCAR Xfinity Series qualifying out there. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series uh, racing 4:30 p.m. 200 laps, 300 miles. Uh, Pierre has call. NBC Sports, NBCSN has the uh, radio. I mean, sorry, TV. And then on Sunday, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series racing from Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, the AAA Texas 500. Down there, 3 o'clock, 334 laps, 501 miles, 3 run with call. NBC SN with the television for this weekend. Triple header Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. Three days of racing for NASCAR. And we are almost done with this season. I can see the end in sight. Amen, brother. And take a breath again. Uh before we sign off here, uh, I'm Tim Spain, alongside SpeedwayDigestRadio.com. Mr. Stephen Wilson up in the Commonwealth of Virginia, right side of Richmond Raceway. I want to thank Grant Infringer from Thor Sports Racing calling in and taking the time to talk to us. Stephen, I want to thank you. I want to thank NASCAR to allow you and I to do what we do as far as this media coverage. And uh, we will be back live next Tuesday uh, evening from here at Tallahassee. I keep wanting to say Talladega Super Speedway. Here just south of two point, the 2.66-mile monster Talladega Super Speedway. And like I said, thanks, Granny, and thank you, thank you, Thor Sport Racing. And thank you, Steve, until AM. And the boys, we said hello, and we will talk to you next Tuesday evening live from Dagan Nation. I'm Tim Spain alongside of Speedway Digest Radio Network.com. <laughs> What?
If I'm new. 